Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And your co-host, Allie. And here we are, Allie, September. It never gets easier. I know. The pages of the calendar are flying they by. They fly. They're not only flying by, they're ripped off and they're crunched up in a ball and they're thrown away behind us. I'm excited for the little bit of cooler weather. Well, yeah. It's falls upon us. great outside. Yeah. You know what I think we should add to our clinical corner, you know, monthly when we get to just sit down, just me and you? Yeah. We should just catch up. Oh, a little, <laughs> little rap session. What if people, I like that. Uh-huh. I'll let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, you know, one thing I'm thinking is um, we're getting pretty close to like 100 episodes here on this podcast. We are. This one that you guys are listening to is officially our 95th podcast that we've recorded together. Can you believe that you've stuck with me this long? It's been a joy. You've stuck it out with All me. All 95. Even though it might have seemed weird at first. Here we are. <laughs> Well, I think we got it timed out. I, we were thinking that our 100th episode is going to hit sometime in October, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool because October yeah. will be National PT Month also. It's like we timed it. I know. It's just fortuitous. Couldn't have worked out any better. <laughs> well, we're here today to kind of bring uh, another article hot off the presses. This is actually um, from May of 22. Okay. And it's a case report. So... Um, for those out there, uh, patients or, or people non-medical that might be listening, basically what this is is when we have uh, a particular patient with an interesting, unique diagnosis or unique or interesting treatment procedure, that particular therapist might decide to write that up as a case. So this is like following one patient through physical therapy, and then uh, you know it has in- inferences and things we can learn from for treatment and use with other patients. And also, if you are a new listener and you're wondering what the heck are you talking about, we go over our monthly clinical corner article that we share um, amongst the company and all of our centers with all of our clinicians, and it's a topic of conversation as well as you're staying on top of all the new techniques or new studies that are out there, right? Exactly. Yeah, it keeps the clinicians fresh and. It's uh, part of our monthly staff meetings, so it's kind of a journal club, so to speak, in each office. They'll review the article, talk about it. Um, they, If there's a new technique in the article or something, they may go over that in the meeting. Just a way to kind of keep clinical skills sharp among the many other things that we do to stay on top of our game. That's right. And again, if you are new, we have plenty of other Clinical Corner articles that we have recorded and shared with you. And if this is not new to you, then you know that I'm also learning as we go. <laughs> Yeah, so it's uh, it's just good to have everyone hear the information and give you direct access to the oh. latest and greatest topics and techniques. That was an early one. Well, you know, it's interesting because I think this one's especially appropriate for direct access because I think it's a topic that maybe a lot of people out there may be wondering, okay, great, I have this, what can I do? Okay, that relatable. Yeah. Okay. So first and foremost, we always pose the question yep. to our student listeners out there. So PT students, um, ears peeled. Yeah. So PT students out there, if you were you were asked by a patient, family member, somebody at a picnic, whatever, 
hey, I have long COVID. Is there anything physical therapy can do for that? And then my question was, long COVID? Yeah. Is that the medical term? Is that correct? Well, I think it's kind of like been a developing term. You know, it's uh, people will call it long haulers or long COVID. It's just basically people that have had persistent symptoms from COVID. For a long COVID. period of time. You know, a lot of people, vast majority, get COVID, uh, at least at this point. It's relatively asymptomatic, and they go back about their normal daily life. What is it, like five days now? Yeah. Okay. You know, a certain amount of people, though, uh, symptoms persist or they have ongoing issues. And so this particular case study um, was looking at a 72-year-old male who came to physical therapy uh, with primary kind of complaints of brain fog Another following term, COVID-19. Right? Yeah, so <laughs> um, kind of just like a feeling of you know, lack of concentration, uh, fuzziness with details, that sort of thing. Symptoms we might see in patients that we do sometimes treat with vestibular therapy post-concussion, you know, so uh, early frequent headaches, um, those kind of things. So this particular individual um, began therapy in January of 21. Um, The patient had COVID the prior March, so March of 2020. So they were still having symptoms, uh, Whoa, you know, that's pretty long, long, long. Yeah, pretty long time afterwards. So I'm thinking like three weeks. Yeah, this so like year. Yeah, this went on for a while. Um, so the physical therapist, and this is outlined in the article, and Allie always will throw this up in the notes <laughs> yeah. so you guys can see all this. But they screened several different systems. They looked at, um, you know, just to be sure, like cardiovascular, pulmonary systems were analyzed. Um, you know, strength systems were looked at, and the vestibular system was also looked at. And so when they did vestibular testing, they realized there were some deficits. So the vestibular system wasn't as high functioning. So what if people don't know what that is? Yeah, so the vestibular system is the balance inner ear system, and it basically communicates with your body through your eyes. So it uses your eyes, your inner ear, and then what we call proprioception, or your body's joint system. I don't so, think I've ever heard you say that word before. <laughs> yeah, so, Allie, if you raise your hand over your head okay, here and I close go. your eyes, oh. you still know where your hand is, right? Yep. Now, you can open your eyes and put your hand down. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's the proprioceptive system. It tells you where your joints and things are in space, even though you can't see them. Oh. And we have those for our legs and our body, and that's in combination what gives us our balance and ability to move around. Well, the vestibular system integrates a lot of this, and there's a lot of complicated reflexes between your eyes and your inner ear that help your body know your position in space and know how to adjust your balancing kind of system. And So this brain fog is mm-hmm. messing up with their vestibular system from yeah, COVID? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a, and the article talks about this a little bit. It's kind of like a chicken and egg kind of thing, you know. Did oh. did the vestibular system have a deficit from the virus, and that caused the brain fog? Oh. Or is the brain fog from another deficit and causing the vestibular hypofunction or hmm. decreased function? Uh, who knows, right. basically, is the answer to that one. Um, all we can look at, and this is a lot of what we do in physical therapy, is we find a deficit, right? We can say, hey, this isn't normal, and can we do some treatment, some intervention to fix the deficit, and does it help your symptoms? Okay. And that's conveniently how it worked. <laughs> it really was cool. So Very straightforward. Yeah, so um, after the kind of evaluation, they found the vestibular deficits, they started some vestibular therapy, some treatment. 
And uh, the article is pretty cool for any of our students out there. Um, there's two tables, and they do an awesome job of listing out the exact exercises that they did with explanations. And so, um, you know, you could almost follow along with this exactly uh, as it's listed there and, and give great intervention for someone with these deficits. So um, this involved a lot of retraining with the vestibular system, So, which usually amounts to some eye exercises um, where we're looking at different objects and moving our head, where we're keeping our eyes still and moving our head, or where we might be standing on foam mats or balance pads or where we might be walking in different patterns, you know, like forward and backwards while we move our head. These are all functional things, things we do throughout the normal every day. You know, if you think about walking through the grocery store, you're walking down the aisle, you're looking left, but you're walking straight ahead. Mm. You take that for granted, yeah. you know, or you might be walking through the grocery store looking side to side and going straight ahead or back the cart up. All those things you do without falling over. And that's a lot of just something that your body, store. yeah, that's just something that your body's taking care of for you in the background. Um, so, in this uh, particular intervention, um, the the person actually had therapy um, over the course of about four months. Oh, so, wow. yeah, so they had nineteen visits over four months uh, with the interventions. I won't go into every single one of them, like I said, but generally, kind of strength conditioning bit of flexibility and then really dug into the vestibular retraining uh, and getting the vestibular system. I'll, I'll say stronger out of simplicity, okay. but it's not a muscle that we really strengthen. It's more like a system that we improve the use of. So okay. we just teach your body how to compensate and use it better mm-hmm. uh, when it's kind of gotten a little forgetful or a little sleepy on how to use it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So... Uh, as far as follow-up, the you know the article states patient you know demonstrated basically relatively stead- steady improvement. Um, they were able to you know advance the exercises, um, continue to progress them uh, to the point that they basically were able to eliminate that feeling of brain fog, the headaches they had. One of the biggest complaints they were having was issues with reading. You know, they couldn't read for a long time. They would start to get headaches. They would start to to read. (laughs) (laughs) They would start to have issues with that. So interesting. um, Yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, you know, with long COVID or long hauler or still have fatigue or maybe headaches following COVID. Or maybe they're just spiked by the yeah, interest of vestibular and dizziness. Yeah. So it's kind of a myriad of symptoms. Um, I guess I would encourage anyone out there you know, still experiencing that is advocate for yourself or if you're a listener and you have a parent or family member that, you know, spouse or someone that's feeling mm-hmm. this, advocate for them. And, you know, f- remember, you have direct access to physical therapy. <laughs> Twice so in one? Nothing stops you from coming in and at least getting an evaluation. Yeah. Uh, you know, through some screening tests and evaluation maneuvers, we can determine if, hey, yeah, you, you are experiencing some of these deficits and they might be contributing to your symptoms. I have a question. Sure. Are a lot of other physical therapy or do a lot of other physical therapy companies have vestibular therapy? You know, some do. Uh, It's become a little more popular. But um, the cool thing is that um, most all of our therapists in Oxford have a baseline knowledge. And then on staff, we have a really awesome specialist. um, And she's been a guest on the podcast before. Her name is Kelly Birch. Shout out, Kelly. Yeah, and Kelly... uh, 
Kelly can be a fantastic resource for any of us that have questions beyond and above, or Mm -hmm. maybe we see a patient and we determine, hey, this is, you know, not something that I have seen before, but let's have you see Kelly once and see what she thinks. So we have a really powerful network to be able to utilize. Um, And interestingly enough, Kelly just moved locations. So Kelly- Still with Oxford. Yes, still with Oxford. Just she's treating out of our Mason office and kind of some dedicated space that's um, just for she's vestibular. Got her own place. So it's uh, she moved from our Blue Ash office. She's now yeah. in Mason, and she's still doing awesome. Yeah, so it's worked out great. Uh, I think Kelly's happy with that location. It's working well, and yeah. um, you know, it's, again, it's easy if you feel like you needed something with this. Any of the locations can help you, and then we have the the specialist Kelly we can always refer to. Right. I thought the interesting thing too um, in this case report, which I don't always. Um, see is that they had a patient's perspective so and the patient got a little bit of yeah the, input pa- the into patient this was able report. to kind of contribute to the case report which is interesting and I, I appreciated that but the individual says you know they contracted COVID-19 at the pandemic start they experienced multiple symptoms for that um, but after other symptoms went away they still had chronic fatigue and so they were referred to physical therapy They had their physical therapy evaluation, and after the evaluation, they talked with the therapist, and the therapist felt it was more vestibular and mental rather than physical. So at first, the patient says progress was slow. However, after several weeks, they began to notice improvement. For example, they were able to read longer without getting eye fatigue. As As the therapy progressed, they woke up. Some mornings only feeling slightly tired or no fatigue at all. Progress is progress. Exactly. Um, so as things progressed and got stronger, he says finally after several months of therapy, he felt his chronic fatigue was almost gone and he was on the road to full recovery. That's awesome. And it's funny because when you said mental and vestibular, people probably don't think of physical therapy first when they think of something, you know, like that. Yeah, that's why I wanted to kind of bring this to the forefront. So, you know, to answer the students' questions, I think – Maybe before thinking about this or hearing about this article, you might think, well, brain fog, gosh, there's probably not much we can do in physical right. therapy for brain fog. It doesn't seem measurable as in like someone lifting a weight or being able to walk again, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the things we zero in on are, you know, like eye fatigue, reading ability, mm-hmm. you know, um, there are measures we can do, you know, with different tests. But, um, you know, I think those are the symptoms and Uh, you know, screening and evaluating is the vestibular system Mm -hmm. in dysfunction um, can quickly tell us, hey, this this might be something that could help you. There you go. Cool. Very cool. Well, thanks, everybody, for for tuning in and listening. And have an awesome day. And we'll see you again in, what, October? October. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com. And you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky, where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms. And until next time, keep it moving.